Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on Friday, December 2, 2022. I'm Andy Eubank. The Hat Podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. Find them online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, another preview of what's on the show floor at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo. How did Pioneer A-Series enlist E3 soybeans do this year? Eric Pfeiffer reports on that. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin calls for moderating temperatures and a pretty good Friday today. And a look back at the Thursday markets, a sell-off. Commentary from Mike Silver, Kokomo Grain, coming up on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. So, yes. you know, yeah. So, yeah. To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. After you that. can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably against your will, I'm guessing. Well, and, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. <laughs> They're not variable costs. <laughs> I think you meant to say that's <laughs> fertilizer. Right. Staying on topic. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. What's coming up at the Farm Show and how Pioneer Soybeans performed in 2022? I'm Eric Pfeiffer and this is Hoosier Ag Today News, brought to you by the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment. What is there to see, hear, and talk about at the show? Andy Eubank has more. The Expo is December 13, 14, and 15, just north of Indianapolis, and the answer is plenty. You'll find new technology and new equipment on the show floor, plus seed company, insurance, and crop insurance experts, even truck parts and building manufacturers. Howard Halderman of Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management says his company has been to this show for at least 15 years. Many of those years, of course, were at the state fairgrounds now out at Grand Park. We don't sell any products, so if you're gonna come and see Halderman, you're gonna ask us about farms we have for sale. You may be interested in what property management services we can provide. Many people, because it's in Indianapolis, stop by to see what we do have for sale or how we can help them find a replacement property for a 1031 exchange. So over the years, I can usually point to at least one contact out of every farm show that led to an opportunity to sell a farm or to help them find a farm to buy. Halderman is one of several who provides a testimonial on the value of the show for both exhibitors and visitors. That video and others are at our indianafarmexpo.com website. The show is going to be full again this year, but those exhibitors are counting on your attendance. In addition to show floor displays, there are free seminars each day packed with real, usable information, insights, and outlooks for the coming year year. Thursday only, it's an ag career fair at the Indiana Farm Expo, sponsored by the Indiana State Department of Agriculture. The fair, December 15th, runs from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Expo venue, Grand Park Event Center in Westfield, Indiana. Again, a free show with free parking. 
I'm Andy Eubank. With Harvest now clearly in the rearview mirror, seed companies have had weeks to be analyzing yield data from trials and customers alike to find out how they performed in 2022. Don Garrels, Pioneer's marketing lead for U.S. soybeans, told Hat. Things have gone really well in a lot of geographies, but specifically in that Indiana, Ohio, Michigan region, we saw some great yields this fall, especially on those A-series Enlist E3 beans. So we saw early adoption the last couple years on Enlist E3 in that geography. Farmers really liked the technology and the weed control. What they were waiting for was those exclusive Pioneer high-performing genetics, and that's what we brought this year in kind of intro volumes for 22. And the early orders we're seeing based on harvest results, folks want them for 23, so we're really excited about it. Gerald says farmers are also sharing in their excitement about Plenish Hyolaic soybeans. In the past, farmers would see a yield drag in moving to Plenish, but that gap has closed significantly. Now, Gerald says growers tell them... It's kind of a no-brainer at this point. You get a premium from these processors, and like you said, the yield's there. These are A-series genetics for us. We're bringing new products forward. We just advanced four more of them, so you're not leaving anything on the table with yield. It's a soft IP product, so it's pretty easy to manage. You just have to take it to a specific delivery location, which we've got a lot of them now with ADM and Bungie in the geography. Um, when you put those premiums on, farmers are telling us, yeah, I don't know why I'd plant anything else at this point. And demand for high-oleic soybeans continues to rise as restaurants and health-conscious consumers are seeking it out. You can learn more about Plenish Soybeans at Pioneer's website and more about the premiums that go along with growing them at the United Soybean Board's website. You can find a link to both on our website, HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Come and see the future at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield, Indiana. See the equipment and inputs you will need in 2023 and the technology you will farm with in 2033. Free admission, free parking, free seminars, and on December 14, free breakfast. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield. Details at Indiana Farm Expo. Expo.com. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here, we've got a pretty decent Friday overall. Temperatures are moderating. We're on the backside of high pressure. That means south and southwest flow is being seen here over all of the eastern Corn Belt. So temperatures today, a little bit warmer than yesterday. Not too shabby, all things considered. Now, we are going to be seeing more clouds trying to come into the states as we move from the overnight tonight through tomorrow. These are lifting up from the southwest. I think we have to keep an eye out for a few spits and sprinkles, particularly central and southern Indiana. I guess I won't rule them out anywhere, but that's mostly what I'm thinking. And then clouds will break up probably mid to late afternoon. We could even see good sunset Uh, skies as we move through tomorrow night. Sunday features high pressure right on top of us. We're cool, but not cold. And then Monday, mixed clouds and sunshine. We see our next weather system lifting up from the southwest for next Tuesday. Monday night, Tuesday, rains right now, I'm going to say anywhere from a tenth to six-tenths of an inch. Coverage around 60% of Indiana. That moisture is gone by late Tuesday. And then going through Wednesday, Thursday, and early Friday, we see mostly clear weather conditions. Friday afternoon, rain could settle in over areas from I-70 south. 
We'll see whether that system wants to lift farther north. I have an inkling it probably will, but it's way too early to judge the track on this thing. It's lifting out of Texas and Oklahoma, so I think the track should take it right across Indiana and into Ohio. Right now, anywhere from a quarter to one inch of liquid with that, but the track of the low and where cold air sags down into is going to have a key as to what we see, rain or snow, and how much of it. So stay tuned for the end of next week. Otherwise, we settle into some cooler temperatures right behind that into the 10th and 11th. That's a look at your forecast update. Have a great rest of your day. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day -day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. A sell-off and a stout sell-off in some cases. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Thursday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank, and the review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, the Eastern Corn Belt's fastest-growing independent seed company. SeedGeneticsDirect.com for pricing and more information. We have numbers on the way. First, market analysis. And at the end of Thursday trade, I checked in with Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain for that. Mike, a number of issues affecting the markets on Thursday. Soy oil, very weak, and that had a drag on not only soybean futures, but maybe the other markets. I'll let you tell me. Also, export sales out and within the range of expectations, but it didn't look like very impressive overall. Good report, Andy. You've taken the words right out of my mouth. You're right on. The weakness in the soy oil market today certainly did uh, spill over into the bean complex, obviously, and I think it's also pulled the corn market down as well as, to an extent, the wheat market. The EPA's announcement yesterday of the revision in the uh, renewable fuel standard kind of has taken the market by surprise, and with the fund position, uh, the length of the of the commodity funds in the soybean market, uh, they uh, decided that that was not good news, at least for the moment, and started to sell off that soybean oil. And as I said, that spilled over into the bean market uh, and I think has affected the other commodities too. Uh, this, the equity markets, the stock market, the Dow is down 280 points on mixed economic news. Uh, their uh, the, uh, job loss numbers this morning were uh, a little bit higher than expected. Uh, there's some other negative economic news. There, there is a little bit of positive news, too. The Fed chairman yesterday kind of indicated in remarks that they might slow down the, the, uh, the uh, rate of increase uh, in the interest rate in this next go-around here mid-month. So a little bit of uh, uncertainty there is in the market. Uh, the rail strike possibility, U.S. rail strike possibility, uh, the administration has intervened and Congress now, the House pa uh, passed by a vote um, day before yesterday, I think it was, and the Senate is now involved in the process of trying to avert uh, a rail strike a week from tomorrow um, 
on December the 9th is when that would take effect. And certainly uh, the arguments are being made, and I fully agree with the arguments being made, that that would be a really negative event to take place uh, affecting uh, interstate commerce, interstate transportation, and that's why Congress can get involved, uh, and the president for that matter, uh, in trying to get a satisfactory resolution here to the disagreements between the labor unions and the railroads. So hopefully a strike will not take place um, because that, that would have a negative impact uh, on a lot of things. Um, from a technical standpoint right now, corn is still, although we're at the lower end of the trading range, we still are in a sideways trading pattern. This precipitous fall in January soybean futures today down about 40 cents as we're speaking right now uh, certainly has changed the uh, chart complexion a little bit. Uh, we failed the 200-day moving average today. But, you know, Andy, as we've talked, every time we talk, there are so many factors that are involved in this market that, you know, the first trading day of the new month today, December 1st, um, month of December, the last trading month of calendar year 22 um, boy it's it's still going to be a wild ride in my estimation between now and the end of the month as so so many factors are in play um, the export sales numbers that came out this morning they were okay at best uh, but uh, certainly nothing to provide upward momentum uh, in the futures prices, uh, corn number came in at 602,000 tons, uh, down uh, 1.2 million tons from last week. Uh, that was a strong number last week. The soybean number came in at 693.8. Um, last week we were at 690. Uh, we were mid-range of expectations. The wheat number came in at 155. That was uh, below expectations. And the soy oil number and that, too, has had an impact in the weakness in the soy oil market today. Uh, came in at net cancellations of uh, 2.3. So that and the fact that the weather pattern in South America, in particular Argentina, which has been on the dry side, there's some rain forecast there. So that's interjected some weakness into the outlook for the soybean market. And uh, a little bit of there's a little bit of concern about uh, southern Brazil in terms of the weather pattern there, but but nothing really to to elevate uh, prices right now. So uh, market is going to keep an eye on South American weather now in the weeks to come. Uh, our our export sales numbers need to improve. We're we're not making much headway at all in uh, progress toward our USDA. Uh, balance sheet projections numbers in terms of our export sales. So we need we need to watch that closely. Now, having just said that, uh, we did have a flash export sale of corn to Mexico today. And yesterday, uh, we had a nice uh, flash soybean export sale to China. The last thing I want to mention today is that the dollar index is down right now. 1.094 trading at 104.855 so that actually could uh, we'll be on the alert tomorrow morning to see if if maybe hopefully uh, this weakness in the US dollar uh, will allow uh, some of our export customers to make some 
flash export purchases uh, tomorrow. So we'll watch for that news tomorrow morning as we head into the Friday trade and uh, see how things uh, move out through the weekend here. Mike Silver there of Kokomo Grain, his number 800-666-0613. Check out Mike along with John Zanker talking about markets and what that picture might look like in 2023 at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo presented by Agri Financial and Reynolds Farm Equipment. They're on the stage at 11 o'clock on Wednesday, December the 14th. Free show with free parking. Now the numbers, December corn, 650. That was a 12-cent loss. And on Thursday, 660 and a half for March, losing six and a half cents. The beans, the big story, January 1429 and three quarters, down almost 40 cents. And March down 38 and three quarters at 1436 and three quarters. December wheat, 758 and three quarters, down 12 and three quarters. The meats mixed, February live cattle, 25 lower at 155.42. And Febline hogs, 89.20, a gain of 385. I'm Andy Eubank. Who's your ag today? Timely, relevant, credible.